0: Hulk Hogan is Santa with an attitude. Keep the milk and cookies, Mark.
1: Santa with some friends. Leo, wouldn't want to be Santa with a mission. How are we supposed to get over this? And most of all, he's Santa with muscles. They can't start Christmas without me, can they? There have been many <laughs> Santas. You're not Santa. You're better. But there's only one named Hulk. Well, all you had to do was knock.
0: Santa with muscles. Hello.
1: Hello welcome to the Paranormal Podcast. How how have you been?
0: I've been fine, mate. You? Yeah, alright. Well, I can't give it out I could, but I I won't, mate. You know what I'm like. I'm down to three days a week and not getting much else done, boy.
1: Oh, you enjoyed it?
0: Really bored. Yeah, Yeah. I'm starting to get well annoyed with the cats, thinking about getting rid of them. Why? They're just doing my head in. I think I'm in the flat with them too much.
1: I'd probably say so because I mean, your wife really likes them, so I mean, you won't. I mean, you won't get rid of them, would you? Don't know. How sad is that as well? For I'll let you all you know. Listening to this, these they got these cats from Battersea Cats Home and you can't be those people who. Get cats and then abandon
0: them again. They got sent home twice. We went there to get them and they said, Oh no, they've already gone. And then we went there the next week and someone had <laughs> brought them back.
1: What was the matter
0: I know what's the matter with them. I see him all the time. Yeah, they, they were banged up.
1: Yeah. On bang up, boy. Yeah, man. They got brought back in. That's what's called as recall. It's known as recall when you come back in.
0: Welcome to the Christmas <laughs> Paranormal
1: Podcast. <laughs> Yeah, season's greetings,
0: guys. Sing a quick Christmas carol and then I'm going to launch into a little talk oh, about Santa the for Ollie the boys and, and the
1: girls. Ivy. Yeah, that's, that's a Christmas carol.
0: Yeah, I want a bit more than oh, that. God, um, God rest ye
1: merry gentlemen, let nothing ye dismay.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. The real Santa Claus, as so many of our figures of mythology always end up being, wasn't British, obviously. He was born in the Greek village of Patara, which is now Demre in Turkey. If you want to visit the birthplace of him now, you'll find a handful of seafood restaurants, a sunken cove and a Burger King. Anyway, (laughs) Nicholas's parents back in the 3rd century raised him as a devout Christian, which at that point in time, under the Roman emperor diocletian, was a very dangerous thing to do. But they didn't really care because they died in an epidemic when Nick was about seven. Their parting words to the struggling, terrified and directionless directionless Nicholas were words that are very easy to say for someone who is literally seconds from death and they were, sell all your shit and give it to the poor.
1: Mm.
0: Nevertheless, Nick did as he was told. And gave all his earthly goods away to the needy, the sick, the poor and, weirdly, sailors. He was made Bishop of Myra and was known throughout the land. Following the traditional saint narrative, Nick found himself in the Nick. In these days, apparently, the prisons were absolutely full of bishops, priests and deacons, oh, yeah, and these days <laughs> for different reasons. Whereas thieves and murderers walked the streets. So basically, it was a bit like today, except there weren't loads of rich old blokes telling people about apples and snakes every Sunday. Nicholas was released after forming a fairly strong prison gang founded on exhaustive list-making and a rigid culture of niceness, I assume, and promptly died. He was buried in the grounds of Myra Cathedral and it is said a manor formed on his grave which had healing powers. The day of his death... 19th of December, became a day of celebration. One story of when Nick was at liberty tells of his generosity. A local man who had three daughters couldn't afford dowry for any of them. This meant they were likely to be sold into slavery. On three separate occasions, a bag of gold turned up in their house, which allowed him to pay dowry and get them married off. The bags of gold came through his window and landed apparently in open stockings that were warming by the fire. And this, of course, is where the tradition of bricking people's windows at Christmas time came from. Sometimes <laughs> in this story, it's told as gold balls, which is the equivalent of oranges. Hmm. And that is a little bit of an edited version of where Santa came from.
1: Yeah, right. well, that was quite good, that. I liked that there was a lint of prison in it.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to move on to the modern Santa now, if that's yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, fine with me, buddy.
0: So we're going to jump through a bit of history now and work our way out to the jolly old red-suited Saint Nick that we normally associate with Christmas time in Western culture. So in 1773, loads of Americans started the Feast of St Nicholas, mainly to rival all the St George's shit that was going on there at the time. Well, what does St George's shit mean? Is that like, like well, the Brits, strangling Romanians? Well, yeah, I mean, the Brits had... Landed, and they? And they owned America. This was before we got booted out by them. So after the US Revolution, New Yorkers started remembering their Dutch roots with pride, and a guy called Washington started pushing the Dutch jolly St. Nicholas character. In 1810, the first picture of St. Nick was commissioned. He had a beard and a dog, and he was stood next to a beehive. The 19th century in America was a time of cultural transition New York writers and others wanted to domesticate the Christmas holiday. After Puritans and other Calvinists had eliminated Christmas as a holy season, popular celebrations became riotous, featuring drunken men and public disorder. Christmas of old was not the image we imagine. Rather, it was characterised by raucous drunken mobs roaming the streets, damaging property, threatening and frightening the upper classes. The holiday season... Coming after harvest, when work was eased and more leisure was possible, it was a time when workers and servants took the upper hand, demanding largesse yes and more. After that, everyone started calming down, and the season was tamed to be more about children and family as the new America emerged. And basically, that is where our classic Red Santa comes from.
1: Yeah. Well, I see you've got a bit about. Coke down there, boy, because I thought that was that's why they had him in red. I was always told because of Coca Cola or something.
0: No, Coca Cola launched their Jolly Saint Nick in the 30s, in the early 30s. The red Santa was actually first drawn in 1867, which obviously predates that by many years. Uh, Coca Cola weren't even the first soft drink company to use a red Santa. White Rock Beverages used Santa in advertisements for its ginger ale in 1923, after first using him to sell mineral water in 1915, which sounds really boring. Jesus.
1: Well, I could blo- I'd love a bloody White Rock, man.
0: No, you're on the, that booze boy. Uh, yeah. Listen to this as well, just before I wrap up from my boring seminar. The first Red Santa was drawn in 1867, and he was looking at kids through a telescope. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's hard to... That's a hard thing to talk your way out of, looking yeah. at kids on a
0: telescope. It might not have been back then, because kids just had less rights, didn't they?
1: Yeah, but even then, it kind of been a thing where... It must have been a bit like, all right, mate?
0: <laughs> no, You're but what? you hear, you hear of all this stuff, though, don't you? of like, oh... I, I took a stroll down the park and observed the, the children play, you know, that kind of... Do right. you know what,
1: though? And I would say, it, oh, no, never put on another point of that, that is, I saw a bloke uh, at the station yeah. earlier with, like, some binoculars, you know, and he, he was looking mad at stuff, and... Uh, Nonts. Uh, well, no, yeah. There's times <laughs> when he probably would catch a few kids in the thing, but he's probably looking at, like, he's probably well into trains and stuff. Nonce. Uh, yeah. all oh, I mean, Yeah.
0: Right, so that's your little history lesson. Uh, Any questions, quickly? Yeah, I mean, I've not... got nothing apart from that, so... Well, so... W- that, yeah. Bearing in mind that everything I've just read is everything I know and have researched from this. Yeah, right, OK. Um, well, probably just that,
1: like, do you think that Christmas is still, in a way, a season when people just go on the rampage?
0: Definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, that description then that was took from... Uh, well paraphrased from a Christian website that talks about St Nick and stuff uh, could have basically just been describing like Cardiff on a Christmas yeah, it could could have have been from any
1: local town paper or website
0: but I thought it was quite interesting I know we're not talking about Christmas as a season but I thought it was quite interesting that that's when everyone just went out and got leathered and got really rowdy and fought because everyone worked in like the primary sector. So when there was nothing to do and there were no crops to bring in or anything like that, they just had to just all go and get fucked. Get and on fight. it, yeah. Yeah, why not, lads?
1: Yeah. Do you look forward to it less, like December each
0: year? I've weirdly, I've well looked forward to it this year. Really looked forward to it, but I mean, yeah, is this interesting or? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, well, we watched... Uh, I'm going to let you lead this before I jump in with my few little opinions on it.
1: So the last podcast we
0: put up on him and the last
1: film we listened to was... It, it was a hard watch. I don't know if any of you watched it since, but my heart goes out to you if you did. It was, Possum. Yeah. It was very, very... It, it was very, very difficult to sleep for a couple of days after. I'll be yeah. honest. It was like... It wasn't great. And I thought... We'd really stumbled upon something here. To this me. mean, I mentioned it on the last one. I was kind of looking forward to it. Santa with muscles. I've seen Hulk Hogan in a couple of other films, and I've always thought, you know, not bad. Like, you know, he he would serviceable. Be, yeah, yeah. He obviously had a lot of charisma. You saw that in the in the WWF. Like,
0: that, I don't think there's any that, that old gym. school wrestler who doesn't have charisma. Yeah, is there? and that
1: would clearly translate into a, a successful, larger-than-life uh, comedy career. Or so you so you would have thought. <laughs> anyway, do you wanna do you wanna talk about uh, what this film is is genuinely supposed to be about, or should we just go into it?
0: I don't know. I don't know where to give my opinion first or give the synopsis. I'll do I'll do the little synopsis first. Then you can give your opinion. Then I'll give mine. Well, you could do, yeah? you could do your synopsis without drawing breath once, couldn't you? Okay, yeah, but I wrote it down so he's not, so I'm not going erm and all that. We're 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 slip these days, aren't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ed Begley Jr., who is normally a very bankable actor, leads a trio of bumbling criminals dressed for some reason as an archaeologist, a chemist and a weird kind of electricity woman in their bid to take over the local orphanage so they can access the magical stones buried underneath the cellar. Meanwhile, Devil May Care millionaire Hulk Hogan, Blake something, goes on a paintballing spree and ends up being, being chased by cops down the highway. He hits his head, forgets who he is, and then starts hanging around with an elf who owes Ed Begley loads of money for some reason and thinks he can take advantage of amnesia ridden Hulk to get money off him. Anyway, they all end up in the orphanage fighting everyone and Hulk gets off with the woman who runs it, the end.
1: Yeah, bang on, sir. You maybe could have said, oh, Mila Kunis is in it, the end.
0: Like, yeah, a young Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis,
1: I would say, I'd never heard of Ed Benley Jr. That's probably annoyed you or like, other people I find a bit weird. But she was the only person I think came out of that film unscathed, apart from Hulk Hogan,
0: on Ron Howard's brother. Yeah, Clinton Howard was had to be a, fair, he's quite good. Yeah, yeah. He's a good character actor, isn't he? But it was it was still if we can yeah. if
1: I can start with Hulk, uh, first please. I would describe Hulk Hogan's Jeez. performance in Santa with muscles as he makes Mo Farrah in those Corn ads look like De Niro. Yeah, like I think made, that's fair he, to he say. He genuinely does that. Like I've uh I have I iw one of those Cornads come on the other day and I and I remember thinking,
0: come on, Mo um, but the thing is, Hogan. the, the Moe is normally so like full of energy. Is yeah. that he's quite a good banter person anyway? So it's, it's weird. I'd say he's more like he makes Michael Owen in those oh, Emirates. Or yeah. those.
1: Oh, oh, can you remember Ryan Giggs when he was in him? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, or like or Michael Owen. I mean, there's yeah. not. Yeah,
0: Michael Owen's a benchmark for rubbish acting, isn't he? Hogan
1: it? in this film is like he's had a lobotomy.
0: It's like, like he's tried... It's like. He thinks to be a good actor, you have to take away all that kind of bluster, that wrestling bluster, yeah. and strip it right down. And it's just, it, it's got, it's, it's very, very low budget, isn't it? It's I'm, yeah, I'm begging people, the the 16 people who are going to listen to this podcast, to watch it, because I already know most po- people won't believe as when we say how rubbish it is and I don't actually believe myself listening back to me now I keep thinking well, I couldn't have been that bad but oh, it was. but then I remember and what it was like
1: and basically watching you need to watch it, it's like saying it's like when you have really bad food poisoning and you want a couple of other people to get it because you're like oh no, yeah. no one else is going to believe how horrible this was because because yeah. loads of people ring in sick and lie and say so they got food poisoning but yeah and then um But you might think about this film, as we're talking through it here, as we said, it's low-budget, acting's awful, Um, storylines, like, cobbled together on a couple of lads on a night bus, writing (laughs) writing it on the back of a pack of fags. Yeah, but I... But, like, maybe... Oh, but maybe it's quite respectful um, and PC. Well, I'm going to say, one of the first long sequences of dialogue the only black man in this film has, the old guy who works in the orphanage... For no reason, he shouts out "jerk chicken." For, yes, for no he reason.
0: does. Yeah, yeah, he does. And
1: it, it comes out of nowhere. It comes out of absolutely. Yeah, nowhere. it's
0: like he. Yeah, he's like he just has a conniption or something. Yeah, and then that was, the,
1: he he somehow links Hogan to Begley Junior as being kids who grew up in this orphanage.
0: Yeah, these. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, they grew up together. Yeah. A bit of forgotten each other. I mean, these are just things that don't don't really matter.
1: You don't care about Bailey Jr. You don't care about Hogan in this. Um, I'd say this is how bad it is. The most exciting part of the whole film, Hogan, his character is, he comes out to breakfast not wearing his Santa beard and one of the kids is really scared and he realises giving it away that he's not the real Santa and that's the most exciting part (laughs) of the film, isn't
0: it? Yeah. And I mean, you're using the word exciting very liberally there. What it actually does is really ruin um, the uh, the idea of
1: people it made me feel really, 'cause I, I'm I every year I'm Santa in a grotto with, with another good mate of ours. And I, I, I oh sometimes think god. like, Oh, it's cool that it's cool that I do this. But you watching this film and you start to actually see When did you think this it was cool? <laughs> and sometimes and no. I sometimes think, oh my god, especially as I usually do the Sunday of it like really, really badly young over. And you just start thinking, then
0: they're lucky to have you, like,
1: mate. You start thinking when you were all those Santa's you went to see as a kid, and what we've just heard here—they're just old blokes who just like what's his name, Dick Attenborough in that other film,
0: Miracle on Thirty Fourth. That's why they bang him up
1: because they just assume all blokes playing Santa are just old drunks.
0: And I mean, to be fair, and, and, th- and it's not fair because some of them are young
1: drunks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To be fair to Hogan in this. He looks the part muscularly. I mean that's like you want if you want to watch a film that says something with muscles, he has got muscles in it.
0: I mean you can't you, you a can't get the film on that. Um,
1: but I mean, you know, um, I my opinion on it, I haven't got too much more um
0: Nor why would you have it on this? Only to
1: say that um, another weird part of it that you touched on, Hogan starts the film by driving down a motorway, blasting other cars with paintballs, which, funny enough, um, links him to uh, the rappers Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. But when they started N.W.A., I saw this in a documentary a while ago. Is it is this
0: paranormal? No,
1: for a laugh. They did the same thing: drove up and down a motorway, firing um, paintballs. Did
0: they the get car. arrested? Oh, yeah, of course they did. They are well, young,
1: young black men,
0: young black lads, yeah. or or a muscular, tanned. <laughs> White guy from Southern State of America with a handlebar mustache and loads of money. Yeah, he's a multi millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, Hogan is chased by the police, but he escapes. Yeah. But for my Christmas gift this year, I would like one thing. I want to gather as many ironically appreciative, Sharknado loving Prince Charles cinema members. It's so bad, it's actually brilliant. Me and my random friends love it, film fans who rush to be the first people to laugh out loud in the darkened cinema that's screening the room or Plan B from Out of Space or Leprechaun 7 or whatever. Get as many of them in my front room as possible, take the phones off them, give them all a tin and stick Santa with muscles on. Yes, I admit it's funny to start with. Any man, the colour of rust, in the shape of a Giacomo mannequin dressed as Santa, throwing people through the windows of an elf's workshop, is bound to tease a guffaw to start with. But then, much like the joy filled face of a dog owner, watching their beloved hound cavort with a playful duck on the park, before slowly realising it's rip- ripped the pond dwelling bird's throat out and is now shaking its lifeless body like a rag doll. Blood and marrow cascading from its jaws, their expressions will turn to that of helpless horror. This film is bad. It's worse than bad. It's badly made. It's worse than bad and badly made. It's bad, badly made and boring. It's painfully low budget. It's repetitive. And Hogan seems to think that to be taken even a bit seriously as an actor... He's got to strip his in- entire character of the pizzazz of his wrestling persona. His character is in a constant state of confusion, which is about as interesting to watch as it sounds. Yeah, I mean...
1: You smashed that nail fairly squarely on the head. You'd probably get it very cheap, though, if you want to get DVD. Yeah. Anyway, i prepared a little game for you here, though, because I don't know about you...
0: Can I just... Because I think your game would be a nice thing to end on. Can I just do oh, one more on. little thing? I know... Yeah, no, you're normally the game person. But i just like to give give a shout out to the Santa with Muscles director, John Malowski mm. He must have been on about three different class A drugs at the time. He directed Santa directed Santa with Muscles oh, the rest. in nineteen ninety six. No,
1: I, I think it was I see it as more of like a really bad sort of like uh, moonshine hangover or something. Like he must have just he must have hated himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Right, I'm going to read out the names of some films and see if you can remember them. And what you need to do is tell me which ones he directed and which ones are the Red Herrings. Oh, yeah. I'll go through them one at a time if you want. Yeah. Okay, John Mulowski, director of Santa with Muscles. Did he also direct Terminal Error? Oh,
1: well, it, it, am I supposed to say whether he did or whether that's
0: a real film or not whether he directed them or not uh, or if it's a real film or not whatever. I think that's a fake film no he directed it uh. Sisters in Crime yeah I, I hope that's real and I hope he directed it yeah he did yeah. Fatal Defense oh my
1: god I want to because you haven't said that is fake yet I want to
0: say that one is no it's real and oh. he directed it number four Killer caregiver.
1: Oh, brilliant! Uh, yeah, I hope he did. So I'm gonna say yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Number five, deadly in. <laughs> um, no, not real. No, he's real and he directed uh. it. Number six, bad twin. No, no, can't be. No, that's true, <sighs> and he directed it number seven next stop murder <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, they're all going to be they're all is aren't they? yeah so yeah nice word.
0: You, you're right he directed yeah. it number eight zombie hamlet
1: they, they're all are they all are some of them not true
0: answer the question uh,
1: If there's going to be one that is false then that that one
0: no it's a real film and he directed it Number nine, Cop Dog.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a film.
0: Yeah, it's a real film, and he directs it. He directed all of them. He directed Terminal Error. He directed Sisters in Crime. He directed Fatal Defence, Killer Caregiver, Deadly Inn, Bad Twin, Next Stop Murder, Zombie Hamlet, and Cop Dog. Now, if this is not a podcast waiting to happen, wow. I need to have a serious think about what I class as entertainment.
1: I'd almost like, I, I I take my hat off to him,
0: though. Like, why not? I mean, we definitely need to watch that. It, unfortunately, they sound a lot like Sand with Muscles. They sound like the kind of films that they're you'd watch they and they'd be hilarious. But, but I bet they're just shit.
1: Yeah, because he would have done it all on the same... It sounds like he's never made it... Either he's, he's never made any proper money or he's just been well-tight with
0: what he spent on making the next film. He did a Richie Rich spin-off. Yeah. Well, no, it's, directors don't have their own money to make films, do they? They just get the job and they're no, given yeah. a budget.
1: I wonder what happens in Cop Dog.
0: Anyway. <laughs> well, let, right. can we make that paranormal? I mean... Yeah, of course. kind of it, like...
1: It was, uh,
0: and I was just about to say
1: a dog's paranormal. No. I still don't, <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know what paranormal means, though. Oh, right. I explain right. this to you every right. other
0: podcast. Listen,
1: me. I don't know about you... But I'm forever mistaking uh, the WWF wrestler Hulk Hogan with the late, great Irish broadcaster Terry Wogan.
0: Oh, Matt, I thought I was the only one.
1: They are pretty much two birds from the same flock. they um, I they, thought you say
0: peas in a pod. Yeah,
1: yeah or that one. That's uh, a bit weird. One that most people <laughs> use. But So what I've done here, I've looked back at both of their lives um, and I've picked out some facts. Now, obviously, unfortunately... Wogan is now dead. All right. O I P. When I'm reading these facts out, I will be saying either was or is. All right, because one of them's dead, one of them's not. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have to say right. whether it's Wogan or you Hogan. You just got to
1: say Wogan or Hogan. All right. So why was or is then? Wogan or Hogan? Now you see what I'm. You see what I'm Go saying? On, right. Go on then.
0: Right. Come on, because we're
1: cracking on. First now. one. Was or is six foot tall when he was twelve? Hogan. That is Hogan, yeah. Because yeah. I don't know whether Terry Hogan was even over six foot. So if he had been when he was 12, it would have been. Well, a lot of people shrink, like, don't they? Was an atheist after being forced into religion from a young age. Terry Wogan. It was Terry. He likened the Catholic religion he was forced into as a bizarre cult.
0: I um, mean, he's not wrong, yeah, is it? No,
1: no, not at all. Um, briefly worked for a bank.
0: Um like
1: Hogan or Wogan boy. Yeah,
0: you you would say that's you'd see them in different so, roles.
1: They'd be in different roles in a bank.
0: But but oh. that's so that that's so almost obviously Wogan, I wanna say Hogan. Because well, we... you could totally see Wogan doing it, but for that reason I'm gonna say Hogan. You're
1: you're wrong, it was Wogan. Oh. But wouldn't you just wouldn't you have loved to go into the bank complain about like a direct debit? Like still being taken out and it just being Hulk the the thing
0: yeah, yeah but also I'd like to do that with Wogan you go in at uh, on your lunch break at half twelve and you're yeah, still there at like everyone, the bank's shut and you're just there with Wogan he just he he's was, just going anyway so I would that's the middle of the week yeah. it was and Huh?
1: he would chat his way out of anything he could have rescued that Newcastle rock bank when they like nicked all that money Spend it in Iceland or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. His middle name is Gene. Hulk. It is, yeah. Can or could play the bass guitar? Probably Wogan. Hulk Hogan was in a band. Yeah, right. Do you know what the best thing about all this is? What? Where I've linked Hogan and Wogan. Yeah. Hulk Hogan's real name is Terry. No, he's not. Terry Terry Gene Bollier.
0: Maybe that's where he yeah got hogan from i mean he wants to call himself Wogan, but it was already taken you really
1: wouldn't put it past i mean and i think that's a beautiful thing to have linked old hogan and terry wogan in this thing
0: well we'll let the listeners decide shall we
1: yeah um and maybe you can you know get in touch let us know what else links uh hulk
0: and terry fucking hell you're yeah. being well professional today yeah. Although um you've shot your book, which means you've run out of things yeah, pre planned to say. I, I
1: thought I have got i got loads of stuff out of that film because <laughs> watching it I didn't write a thing.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. I was so bored.
1: I was well disappointed. You
0: <laughs> fell asleep about twice.
1: because yeah, it was bad. It was yeah. really bad. But we said all that. Yeah. So next one's probably gonna be a the Christmas one, isn't it? It's a wonderful life.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably it. I mean yeah. We'll we'll probably one and actually talk about Santa as a paranormal entity because we've only used him to crowbar into Santa with muscles and a stupid yeah, right. Hulk Hogan, Terry Wogan game. So but we're not going to do It's a Wonderful Life? We could do. Yeah. But we might have wanted to discuss that before you announced it on uh, the end of the podcast. Oh, yeah, well, I suppose, yeah. But what I was coming round to was, obviously, we've done Santa for this podcast, but we haven't really talked about why he's paranormal and how he's paranormal and is he possible and stuff. I think I've just... Assumed well, obviously he's paranormal because he can visit every house on the planet in one night. Yeah. Therefore, let's park that and just talk about Hulk Hogan for a bit. Which, to be honest, is kind of the way this podcast is going.
1: Well, yeah, because I mean we're watching a film every time, aren't we? Yeah. Santa's too big
0: as well. Although we we may... could do him again. We could what? do. We should watch that Kurt Russell film and Santa do that maybe. Santa Claus the Movie. No, that's not the Kurt Russell yeah. one the yeah, Christmas well, Chronicles anyway we'll, we'll decide on something it'll be out it'll be in your stockings before Christmas Ooh. boys and girls please we never say this in the end but please like us subscribe to us on iTunes WTP paranormal yeah, podcast we ain't
1: got no more YouTube man
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's not get into that
1: yeah all the best guys
0: peace out yo yeah yeah sometimes the only way you can feel the spirit of Christmas where'd he go is to be hit over the head with it. Santa! What? It's showtime.